Hey everybody, I just want to take a moment to talk about a new thing I'm doing. Over the years, many of you have reached out to me telling me how much you love the podcast, but also wish there were more personalized takeaways and more in-depth interactions with our guests to hear what they think about comedy. This is why I'm now launching my new digital academy, Blueprint for Success. With exclusive interviews and comedy philosophies of stars and industry veterans, personalized versions of the Industry Standard podcast, commercial-free, and one-on-one coaching time with me. Blueprint for Success will give you the powerful tools that will take you up the elevator beyond the competition and reach the highest possible levels to achieve your dreams. Whether it be stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, hosting, radio podcasting, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or an agent. Now I'm here to help, personally. We'll go on an express train of comedy and entertainment like nobody else has before. You can find out more about Blueprint for Success and the comedy business on my website at barrycats.com. Together, we'll take your career where you want it to go. All right, welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard. I hope you had a great, great Christmas or whatever you celebrate, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and looking forward to a great new year and a fantastic, fantastic 2019 to come. Thank you so much for all of your support. You guys are truly incredible and I could never ever do this without you. This year has been insane and you guys have made it all happen and I know that the next year is going to be just as great for everyone. You, your friends, your family and whatever your dreams, hopes and goals are, I know you guys are going to accomplish all of them. And if you need to reach me at any time, you can do so at Barry Katz at Twitter or Instagram, and I will be glad to get back to you and answer any of your questions. And these podcasts at the end of the year are always my favorite because they give the inspirational advice of a ton of the greatest people in the business. And part one, I was so excited about and thought it was really, really incredible And now I've been working on part two, which you're about to hear. And if this doesn't equal it, or if not better, I don't know what to say. It's really, really some great stuff. It's all free. And I know you're going to enjoy it tremendously. So without further ado, I can't think of a better way to start part two of the best of 2018 with one of the most prolific stand-up comedians of our or any generation. This guy has more specials than I can count on both hands, it seems, along with a hit animated show on Netflix entitled F is for Family. Ladies and gentlemen, our first guest, Bill Burr. They call your name, have the balls to go up there, and know that you know, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. You can take all these lumps and it's how, you know, this is cliche, but it's really like once you learn 
to beyond pick yourself up from the mat. Once you learn to like not only get up from the mat, but come back even harder, you know, um, that's when you, you can keep your momentum going. And that's when stuff starts bouncing off of you and you start getting first downs and you start moving down the field. And then also you have to have a realistic critique of where you're at and what you're good at and what you're not good at. And one of the reasons why I've been able to do well is I've always known what I sucked at. I was on that construction site for like fucking two hours and I was like, I do, this is not a God-given gift. This is always gonna be work, I suck at this. I tried sales, I was like, I suck at this. I tried so much shit I knew I sucked at it. And comedy, it just, it was easy. As, as hard as it was, it was, it was easy to go back and get the shit kicked out of me because I, I, I really felt that I was where I, I was supposed to be. Then other than that, surround yourself with some positive people. Don't be a dick. And, uh, you know, try to apologize when you're wrong. Next up is one of the greatest and most extraordinary psychics in the world. This guy is so successful. He doesn't own a house or a mansion. I don't even know what you call it. His house is like nothing I've ever seen. And when you visit him in his hometown, he is the town. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Gary Spivey. Above all, believe in yourself and, and, and above all, be your own friend uh, and then be a good friend to everybody else. Because, you know, above all, uh, we really do have each other. That's, you know, everybody says that all the time, but we really do. And there's been times in my life that have been great and times in my life that haven't been great. And, you know, it's not always perfect, but but it's been a really good ride and, and continues to be. And and many times uh, it's those friends, those really good friends that you have for, for years. And, and, and those people really make a difference. And so I would say be a good friend. Just be a good friend. And then if you do that, I think you'll find that you'll find your way. Next up is a comedian that transcends comedy and his mother's legacy with one of the most well-respected and attended comedy establishments in the country, the Comedy Store. When you hang out with Richard Pryor in your mom's club and your living room, it's easy to see why this guy has had some of the biggest highlights of any comedian in history. Please welcome Polly Shore. Don't get into this business or in any business unless you come. It comes from the, your heart, and don't do it for the fame. Don't do it for the money. Don't be that your motivation. Don't do it for the followers. Do it because you have to do it. I had a meeting with Mark Canton, um, big producer. You know, I don't know. Two weeks ago, we're sitting there. And he said the same thing. He's like, I fucking love this shit. He goes, you know, he's what, 60-something or probably? He's late 60s. And he's a guy that's fucking really had a long per per career. You got to love it. You got to love it. If you don't love it, don't do it. Don't waste your time. Don't waste the stage time. Find something that you love, God, God willing, that you can. Because there's a lot of people out there that drive in traffic every day and they're cruising down the 405 or whatever freeway and they don't want to be going where they're going. And that's a shame. Not everyone gets to find out what they really love. And for me, even though I grew up in it and I've been around it, I enjoy it. I'm not motivated by the money. I'm motivated by just doing it and I love to do. So that's my, my advice for anyone. Unless it's in your heart, Unless it gets you up, gets you out of your bed, 
then don't do it. Don't waste your time. My next guest is a talented actor who was plucked from obscurity to play Pony Boy Curtis in the TV adaptation of Essie Hinton's novel, The Outsiders. His notable television roles include those in the CBS series Evening Shade and Judging Amy, NBC's Surface, Showtime, Sleeper Cell, AMC's Mad Men, ABC's The Real O'Neills, and most recently, the CBS series Living Biblically. His film roles include Higher Learning, The Killer Inside Me, and The Lucky One. Please welcome my guest, Jay Ferguson. What I've learned over the course of my career is there are no bad jobs to do because even the ones that even the ones that are that are you know are shitty that are going to be shitty and nothing's ever going to come of it you know I did a I did a movie that I knew was terrible I knew it was going to be awful but I did it cuz I want, needed to get paid and it was going to give me a, a summer vacation and it took me out to uh, uh, South Car Charleston South Carolina for the summer I was still a young, uh, a fairly young man, hadn't met my wife yet. Um, and uh, my part was very small, so I'd work like one day a week, but they kept me out there the whole summer. Met one of my best, one of my best friends on that movie. Now, there was no other reason for me to do that movie. Now, the, 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 the real reasons at the time were financial, sure, but the more ethereal reason was to meet my buddy. And so what I found is that down the line, no matter how shitty the production has been, no matter how terrible my experience may have been on it, something has come out of it. Whether it's a new friend, some sort of new professional relationship, a new idea that you get, whatever it is, you, get, you can get something out of even a terrible gig as an actor. And I think that's really important for young actors to know, to believe in, and embrace uh, it because you know this business is just so big and there's you never know you just never know whether you're going to be in the room with somebody reading some terrible lines that some shit hack writer has written somehow has gotten the money to film this thing but that person that you're you know acting with in five years is going to go win the Academy Award and then bring you back to do something with them. You know, who knows? They're a director or, or just a friend that you make that goes on to be a good friend for life. You know, those are, those are, those are gifts. And, and they shouldn't be squandered and they shouldn't be um, uh, overshadowed by the quality of the project. But it's true. There is a ton of luck involved in this business. And, and yes, have I earned some things? Have I you know, proven myself a little bit, maybe uh, to some degree, to, you know, to deserve something. Uh, uh, maybe I, you would get me to concede that on a very minimal level that has happened. I truly believe that I have just been so lucky to be in the right place at the right time. It's such a stupid cliche, but it, 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 I feel like it's, it's true. Um, but for the young uh, person, you know, there's a great quote that a friend of mine said to me years ago, and it's so true as an actor. And he was saying it with more of a physical context, contextual meaning, but, but it can apply in a figurative sense as well. And that is, you got to stay ready to be ready. And, you know, he was telling me at the time because I would go in and out of shape and, you know, I'd say, oh, if I get something I need to be, you know, in shape for, I'll, 
get a trainer and work out then. No, 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 you're not going to get hired for that gig, buddy, because you got to look like that when you go in there. And so he was like, you got to stay ready to be ready, man. And I always like that quote. But I think that's a good quote for a young person, you know, if if uh, the, the the knowing your line, showing up on time and being respectful for, to the crew as a professional, certainly. And uh, and if it's your dream, you always you chase it, you chase it and you don't let it you don't let it get away from you. You know, you just got to keep chasing it. My next guest you might recognize as the first Latino cast member on Saturday Night Live. But I know her as one of the joys of my life and someone who I am so incredibly proud of for all of her accomplishments. Melissa Villasenor. Keep getting on stage. Um, write, have a journal, have a good therapist, have, surround yourself with good people that only lift you up. Don't hang out with anyone that brings you down or, or causes you any type of anxiety or pressure. You want to feel joy around people. Push away the ones that are weighing you down that feel like, oh, this doesn't feel like me. Get them out of there. Um, make yourself laugh on stage. That's what I aim for. With my jokes, I just want to crack myself up. That's my goal. Because if I crack up, the f- the crowd will crack up always um be pa- i think patience is patience and balance i think is the best go to the woods hang out with people and um be kind to yourself and yeah be be you and and learn who you are grow 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 Our next guest has an amazing podcast entitled About Last Night, which he co-hosts with comedian actor Brad Williams. He's been seen in television series like Curb Your Enthusiasm, Netflix Game Over Man, Arrested Development, Second Act, and Ballers on HBO. Additionally, he was a cast member on the newest incarnation of Mad TV. And in film, he has worked opposite Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy and Paul Feig's The Heat, spy and ghostbusters please welcome adam ray i'm not a super spiritual guy i'm not a a real big believer in um especially any of that astrology shit but i do believe in karma i think that i'm glad that everything has happened the way that it's happened you know somebody asked me that um a few months ago where they were like do you ever like wish that you had not been a fat kid or your parents hadn't got divorced? I was like, no, fuck no. Like that made me who I am and that and that I knew who I was, I think, pretty early on. And now it's just been this, you know, uh not struggle, but um, you know, um interesting journey of trying to get to a point to where I'm not trying to take care of the people around me and in my life so much but trying to really put some of that back on me and make sure that I'm putting me first because I still I think struggle with that with trying to come to the rescue with a lot of my family and and you know uh financially in the last couple years of uh uh you know been been taking less um of uh of that for myself and, and putting it back to uh to my family to help them but I mean, look, the glass half full approach has always been my view for everything on and off stage. And I think that's the only way to be. I think there's just so much. There's always a reason to get bummed out about something or to find something to depress you or to um, 
to get bitter about or to compare yourself to somebody or or find a reason to uh, think that you know you should have gotten something or that you're thinking that you're going uh, in a in a direction that's not you know conducive to to living a, a, a happy life and uh, I would tell that young kid that like first of all uh, fat kids are funny so don't worry about that give yourself a nickname before kids give you one um, and uh, and and comedy really you know learning to laugh at yourself is is overlooked I think too much there's a lot of people not only in in politics especially but just in every aspect of life where it's like man if you just lighten up and and count your blessings and look at like find the funny in so many like that's one of the benefits of comedy the amount of like shitty things that I've you know gone through or even happened in a in just a a day-to-day uh situation that I've been able to quickly turn because I've been able to find the uh the lighter side of whatever that moment is um isn't valuable and that's that's only because of of comedy and getting to a point where I've conditioned myself to see the world like that and to not you know again you have a choice on how you you want to feel about something and uh I can just I don't know, smile, smile more, look in the mirror, smile to yourself and, uh, and, you know, feel your pulse. You're still, still alive. And then, um, you know, if you're, uh, if you're, if you have access to it, uh, befriend a little person and, uh, and hit that bong, you know? (laughs) My next guest is the founder of Wondery, which is among the largest podcast publishers in the U.S., made famous through its emotionally immersive podcasts. Wondery became the fastest network to join the top 10 rankings by PodTrack, propelled by hit programs that my guest put out, such as Dirty John, Dr. Death, American History Tellers, and Gladiator. Today, 12 Wondery shows reached number one on Apple Podcasts, while Wondery is the sole publisher to simultaneously claim the number one and number two slots in the top new podcast in the annual PodTrack Ranker, all because of my guest, Hernan Lopez. You can never have a successful career on your own. Uh, your success, you only have two hands and the day only has 24 hours. So your success will depend on the quality of the relationships that you have, the people that you have around you, your uh, network of mentors, the people that eventually when you become a boss, the people that you choose to be on your team. So no matter what you do, make sure that you pick your people wisely. That'll be my biggest advice. Next up is a man who starred in many successful television shows, including two of the most famous family-friendly shows network television has ever produced. And I'm talking about America's Funniest Home Videos and Full House. But he's also a director, producer, and New York Times best-selling author and Grammy-nominated stand-up comedian for over 30 years. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Saget. Even if they wanted to be a doctor, even if they wanted to do something to better themselves, they have to work their ass off. They just have to, they have to somehow not want to be famous, but want to be really good, which is really, really hard. Find something that you love and do it as well as you can do it. So if you write stuff, 
you know, just take Louis Anderson stuff. Just take that. I'm just saying steal it. I'm telling the young <laughs> people listening, steal Louis Anderson's stuff. Just do his stuff <laughs> and use that and go on TV doing Louis Anderson's material. And you will be the talk of the Internet. Uh, no, I would recommend, you know, talk your voice. Uh, guys, girls, aardvarks listening, anybody that wants to move forward. If you want to be a stand-up, you know, come up with original stuff that you think it sets you apart. It could be about your life. It could be about the world. It could be, it could be a, a, a damn hacky guitar act. But just you won't open for me if that's what you're doing. But, <laughs> but you know, just it, it's it's a special thing to be able to be in the arts, and that's how I look at it. It's not being a comic, not being an oh he's an actor. You know, don't don't listen to him. It's just learning your craft, learn it, and just do it all the time. Just if you're going to be a stand-up, just don't ever not do it. Um, but then again. Uh, in order to be good at it, you have to take time off in order to live life and experience life so that you can then come out again. That's why Dave Chappelle disappears for eight years. It doesn't disappear. He's been doing shows. He was in Ohio doing shows all the time. He would go to New York. He just didn't know it. Um, I went under the radar when I was trying to figure out if I'm going to do stand-up ever again. And then I ended up doing another special. But just... Figure out what you want to write and just start writing it down. And if you're not a writer, perform it. And if you're not a, a stand-up type of person and you have a facility for acting, study and read as much as you possibly can. Or if you're a musician, just do what you're supposed to do. But everybody always, you know, you watch the Oscars and half of it is is – you know, I would I, liberal rhetoric, which I'm part of, and you know, I don't. It, it can get old if everybody does the same speech, but it's always been consistent. The 50 years of watching Oscars, or what is it, 140 years now of Oscars, and the person looks into the camera and says, "That little kid sitting at home, you know, you're in a cornfield, you're in your own poop, you know, you just ate your brother because you're a cannibalistic family. You can make it. You can." get off that sofa that your parents have duct taped you to and you can you can go out and you could be standing here one day um the whole thing's not about winning awards the whole thing is about doing work that affects people and it's not just for you it's, you're doing it for other people you're giving something to people you're giving something to others and that's that's what i think a lot of people make it all about themselves and that that's what gets old that's what gets old with you know instagram and all the narcissistic stuff that i'm part of can't help it because i just adore thinking about myself <laughs> but but doing it for other people and entertaining other people is uh is a pretty wonderful thing not just going out there going i'm gonna get rich which is it's nice to have money but um that stuff comes if you do you put in your time and you do everything with as much nobility as you can in this crazy whacked out world
Next up is an accomplished woman who has a 40-year career in the arts that encompasses film, television, and theater. She's best known as Michael J. Fox's mom in Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3, as the title character in the syndicated TV series Caroline in the City, for which she won a TV Guide and People's Choice Award, and as Catherine Kenish in five seasons of the groundbreaking Peabody Award-winning series Switched at Birth. She's also been directing television for over 12 years, including two Jane Doe telefilms, ABC's American Housewife, and the 100th episode of The Goldbergs. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest, Leah Thompson. It's about the doing, not the result. But it's hard for people. It's hard for people. If you get stuck thinking about the results, it's scary to do the, the doing that's going to get you to where you need to go and the courage to continue because, you know, there's just so many people that there's just so many times that you're going to, that, that people are going to say no. And here's the deal. Like my mother was such an incredible thing. Like she painted and painted and she was literally the most talented person I know. I mean, she could compose, she could sing, she could sculpt, she could write, she could do everything. And she never really achieved like any kind of stardom. And she wasn't even bitter about it. It was always just about the doing. And there she was. She just painted and painted and sang and wrote and did it. But she lived the way she wanted to live. Like there's sacrifices you make to come to LA and go to New York and leave your family. And, you know, there's things that you give up. But if, you know, you can create your own thing now, or we couldn't when we were, you know, when we were in our 20s or 30s, you couldn't just take your iPhone and make a movie. People can create their own things now, and they can put it on the internet. It's a whole new world where you can, you don't, you don't have to just wait for someone to give you a job. So I think it's just a really incredible time, but it takes a lot of courage and a lot of getting up and and getting up after that, those disappointments. And, you know, that's what I'm most proud of with my kids is like they've had so many disappointments, and but they've seen me and they've seen their dad like have a lot of setbacks, but you just continue to like, fight your way because that's what you have to do and don't do it unless you have to do it because it's like really difficult but if you have to do it you have to just get up every day and keep going forward and doing one putting one foot in front of the other and not letting bitterness destroy you you know keep yourself keep your spirit strong because that's all you have and so many people, their spirits just get destroyed by bitterness and, you know, it should have been and I could have and if they only did that, you know. There is no explanation. You and I have been in this business a long time. I I go to, I, I see auditions and like everybody's good. Someone had to get the job, so that person got the job, but there were four other really great people. You know, it's, there's no explanation. <laughs> it's just who's left standing with their spirit intact and, you know, and that's that's also really important is to take care of yourself. And for me, it's, it is has been to take care of my own heart and my own spirits, because that's like I said before, that's all I have. 
Next up is an American writer, actor, producer, born the fourth out of eight children with a natural knack for entertaining, just like his brother. You might recognize him as the host of TV One's Game of Dating, coming off an extraordinary busy year hosting other shows like All Deaf Movie Awards on Fusion, All Deaf Comedy on HBO, and weekly series shows like The Warm-Up on NBA TV, Man and Wife on Bounce, and Apollo Live. He starred in such films as Couples Night and Think Like a Man and was a series regular on the CBS sitcom Living Biblically. Please welcome Tony Rock. Just always remember that where you are doesn't mean you're going to be there forever. So when you look out the window and you see crime and violence, that's a reflection of where you're standing, but not a reflection of your vision. If you can see it, you can actually be there. If you can see yourself wherever you, on the football field or on, on the NBA court or stand-up comedy or lawyer, doctor, entrepreneur, if you can see it, you can actually get yourself there. Don't let your surroundings dictate your vision. Uh, work hard. Get the work done first because everything is better when you get the work done first. So many people and, you know, so many kids especially are concerned with the newest sneakers and having a pretty girlfriend and getting a driver's license and hopefully getting a car one day and being at the, the, the hottest parties. You get the work done first. The cars are nicer. The girls are prettier. The parties are better. The money's bigger. The houses are nicer. And if you don't get the work done first, you end up working for a guy that got the work done first. And then you can't get the work done first because now you're an employee and not a boss. My next guest is one of the most prolific independent comedy promoters of live concerts in the country, having put on thousands of successful shows at some of the most prestigious venues in the world, with such artists as Jim Jeffries, Bill Burr, and Kevin Hart. Please welcome Bill Blumenreich. Tell him, stay out of comedy. I want that for myself. <laughs> Look, first of all, you got to find something you like doing. Then you have to see if it's something that can make some good money. Some businesses you can get in and work hard in, and you just can't make a lot of money. Some you can make it easily. So go, go into the right business and find something you like doing. If there ever is someone who has found his lane, it's this guy. Probably the greatest artist, the craft of dressing people down of all walks of life. He has been featured in over 15 years of Comedy Central specials, as well as his own, where he's taken down everyone from cops to criminals. I know him as an accomplished producer and filmmaker who made the overseas film of our troops, Patriot Act. That's a must-see. But you know him as the Roastmaster General. Please welcome Jeffrey Ross. There's going to be not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but a lot of people who are going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're going to feel sorry for you. They're going to tell you you're not funny. They're going to act like you're not funny. They're going to mock you. Only you know if you're funny. You know. That's really what it is. Part of it is being your own. You almost got to drink your own Kool-Aid and be pragmatic. You know, if it's not going well and you're not feeling it and you, you don't really have the thick skin to do the work as hard as the other people that you know, then maybe it's not for you. And and it's not embarrassing to have tried stand-up. And you could, it's never failing. You don't fail. 
It's like jumping out of an airplane. You do it once. It's a great story. It's really cool. You did it. It's going to help you in your life. It's like it's going to make you fearless the next time you have to speak in traffic court or whatever or the, or the best man speech. You know, you don't fail at stand-up. You just you do it. I still do it as a hobby. I don't even do it to make a living. I feel like you do specials and TV and I'm on a cartoon and I do that stuff for a living. But stand-up still feels like a hobby. And if you can hold on to that, the good and the bad of that, of a hobby, and think of it that way where you're really doing it ultimately, primarily for fun, you can't lose. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying this episode as much as I am. If you made it this far and you haven't fallen asleep yet, then you must be the type of person who's serious about having a career in the comedy business. That's why I'm offering you my Blueprint for Success, a one-of-a-kind all-access pass into my knowledge and experience after over 40 years of working with the best of the best in this crazy entertainment industry. I'll tell you all the stories, all the philosophies, give you all the great special guests, and even give you one-on-one -on -one private consultations to help you expand, enhance, and skyrocket your comedy career. Just go to barrycats.com and click on Blueprint for Success to learn more about my groundbreaking digital academy that I've created just for you. With it, we can take your career so far that one day, instead of listening to this podcast, you'll be interviewed on it. Hey, everybody. I've talked a lot about AquaTrue on this show, the amazing water purification system that's literally a miniature water cooler in your home that purifies the water in a way that no one else has ever figured out how to do. It's this incredibly efficient piece of equipment, and it gives you the best tasting water you can ever imagine for pennies. You just take it out of the box, plug it in, put your tap water in it, and it takes out all the bad chemicals and gives you the best and healthiest water you can ever imagine, saving you thousands of dollars each year from buying bottled water in the store. I have one at my house and office, and everyone who uses it orders one, and you should too. Just go to industrystandardwater.com and type in the promo code Barry, and if you act now, you can get $100 off and start enjoying the best and most cost-effective water you've ever had, and never waste another dollar buying bottled water again. And I just want to share another groundbreaking product with you. It's a revolutionary air purifier that will change the way your home operates. And I'm talking about the air doctor. The air inside our home can be up to a hundred times more polluted than the air outside. But with the air doctor, you don't have to worry about it as it removes dust, pet hair, mold, pollen, flu viruses and so many other contaminants that circulate throughout our homes. Till now, the only thing that could come close to this product were systems that cost thousands of dollars. But now you can get the Air Doctor for a fraction of the cost, normally $600. And if you don't believe me, check Amazon. But for a limited time, I can give you 50% off and save you $300. Just go to airdoctorpro.com, type in the promo code Barry, and get rid of all the bad toxins in your home. I'm telling you, I have this product. It really, really works. 
So get one now and start breathing the cleanest and healthiest air you can ever imagine. My next guest is best known for his work in the Degrassi franchise, starting as Archie Snake Simpson, as well as many incarnations throughout the franchise, and then behind the scenes and went on to direct over 60 episodes of the iconic series. Originally from Canada, he is well-decorated with two wins at the Canadian Screen Awards for Best Direction, a Director's Guild of Canada Award, and four Emmy nominations for his work. His latest series for Hulu was the critically acclaimed Holly Hobby as a director and co-executive producer. But many of you know him for the hilarious cameo in the Drake video, I'm Upset. Please welcome Stefan Brogren. My advice always when a young actor comes in the room, or an actor for that matter, an adult actor, there's no point in forcing yourself into a role that you're not going to fit. But I'm going to remember you even if you're not right for the role, but how great that performance was just based on the fact that you were trying to do the best damn thing you could do. Don't try to be something that you can't be. If, if, you're, if you have the ability to be a chameleon as an actor, that's great. But I prefer seeing someone fuck up in an audition, knowing that we can plug that, char- that actor into another character later down the... Down. Making an impression is really important, I think. More than... Uh, as far as like, this person's going to be easy to work with. Um, and, uh, there's definitely some underlying talent there. They're not right for this role, but, uh, it's very hard for me to give advice to young actors because at the same time as I've, I know I've been lucky in my career and, uh, uh, the disappointment and, you know, rejection is so huge for, I, I think it could be very wounding to some, you gotta be a strong individual. I think in this, as you know, in this industry to, to pursue it constantly over and over again. And, uh, I, I would say that your best bet when you come into audition is allow yourself to, if you, if you're going to explore something, you can do it in the room. I, I just, I don't want so an actor to leave their feeling that they have to force themselves into a corner to try to be what they think they're supposed to be. If you're a young actor out there, I would say, make sure you're getting into this industry for the right reasons. Why, why do you really want to do this? I think there's a very big difference in, and your peers will notice this about you very quickly. If you're getting in this because you think you're a star, or if you're getting in this because you have this creative drive that is pushing you to want to explore, you know, being a different individual that you're, you are not personally, you want to go and you want to do some theater and you want to go and you want to take classes. I think classes are really important. I think they, you can learn, I've, you know, I've taken classes my entire life and, and I respect some of the ideas that have come my way and I use them and that you can throw away what you don't need. But, um, everyone comes with a certain confidence and that's great. But to, to study your craft is really important. I think for a lot of young actors, they don't understand that. And there's nothing that we can sense more is, well, we, uh, that, we're like, that kid has got just a natural talent. But that natural talent didn't come from him just dreaming about being a star. That natural talent came from him getting up and losing his nerves on the stage in a, in a class or anywhere. And I would always just advise uh, those young kids out there who, or, or an adult for that matter, do everything you can to give yourself the heads up so that we don't feel it when you're in the audition. That we're just like, that's just a natural talent right there. Two incredibly accomplished actresses, writers, and producers, they're becoming huge stars as an American comedy folk duo blowing up from their debut album, All Over Your Face, which topped the iTunes comedy charts at number one. 
Additionally, the duo appeared on The Tonight Show twice and featured on the track These Girls in Childish Gambino's album Cul-de-Sac. HBO released a five-webisode miniseries which featured the two, and IFC greenlit a show starring the pair as well, which later was released on Netflix. As actresses, one has been featured as a recurring role on the biggest show on TV, The Big Bang Theory, and the other has been featured in an Academy Award-winning film, Million Dollar Baby. And I'm talking about Kate Micucci and Ricky Lindholm, a.k.a. Garfunkel and Oates. Figure out your process. Because, at least for me, when I started, it took me a long time to figure out what time of day I wrote best. What, what if I needed to be in a crowded room or a, like, it's the thing you can do when you're at home. If you're in a town of a thousand people, you can figure out, oh, do I write best at two in the morning? Do I, you know, try stuff out. You can experiment on yourself before you move to the city. You can, you can generate things on your own. You can make things and fail and no one will be looking. You know, you can just, just like use that time to, you know, fail privately. <laughs> instead of moving out and being like, now what do I do? Like, come out knowing what you want, who you are. And also the internet has changed everything. It didn't exist when, like, the way it does now when we were young and making things, but you can, you have this platform basically with one device where you can put your material out into the world. And so I just like share the stuff you make and, you know, uh, just keep making things. I think like, you know, I, I guess it is different. I, I think with, with, People like I feel like had those movies I made at 13 or 14 that I watched recently, had I put them online, I don't know that that would have been the greatest thing. But uh, but I just think it's really important to share share the things you make. So make a lot of stuff and, and share it, however that is, whether it's not putting it online, but with, with people. My next guest is most recognized as the mustachioed Montez Walker on seven seasons of the hit Comedy Central series Workaholics. His comedy specials American Warrior and The Ugly Truth premiered on Showtime and recently starred on the Showtime dark comedy series I'm Dying Up Here, co-starring Melissa Leo, Al Madrigal, under executive producer Jim Carrey. Please welcome my guest, Eric Griffin. People don't fail in this business, they quit. So my advice is always to work as hard as you can and and take chances. I would tell people if you if you want to do whatever you want to do, go out and find out how to do it and do those things. Learn how to do it. Take classes, uh, take workshops, and and don't feel any sort of doubt. And that's only something that you can believe with yourself and whatever you believe in. Because it's easy to do lip service to yourself to be like somebody says, you know, I could make it. Oh, I know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you know all that lip service. That's just for you and whatever you believe in. You don't have to tell anyone else that because you truly have to believe you can make it, especially in entertainment. Because if I if you told me the odds, if you showed me the numbers that there are this many thousands of comedians trying to be a comedian right now, if you showed me that, and I might have been like, well, I'm never going to do it. But that's how I felt in my early 20s. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. It wasn't until later that I was like, oh, no, I got to do it. I have to. I know I can do it. And when I knew that I felt that way, I knew that there was nothing that was going to stop me. Next up is a legendary actor and activist. Almost 30 years ago, he almost died from a near-fatal motorcycle accident, which left him comatose for three months. After regaining consciousness and with the help of his family, he learned how to eat, walk, and talk again. And after his recovery began working on his first film, Back from the Injury, the cult classic Point Break. 
a testament to his tenacity, passion, and love of his craft. After the head injury, he met with the White House with Bill Clinton, with whom he helped create language for the Traumatic Brain Injury Act. This significant act was instrumental in passing the helmet law in California. A veteran actor, he won the National Society of Film Critics Award for Best Actor for The Hitchhiker and won the Cable Ace Award and Best Actor in a Dramatic Series for Fallen Angels and was nominated for an Academy Award for one of my favorite movies, The Buddy Holly Story. Please welcome Gary Busey. It's no good to have the past there with you. It'll block you. It'll stop you from moving. Know where you're going. It's a brand new place. You're on uncharted water. There's water there because water symbolizes creativity, feminism, and spirit. That's a good thing to have in your art, art bag. My next guest is an American stand-up comedian who is equally adept at working in the alternative and mainstream venues with his unique combination of surreal and absurd brands of comedy. One of the most respected comedians out there with more credits than I could ever mention. He suffered a near-fatal heart attack in 2010, yet he's come back even stronger. He debuted his podcast of his own name on the Nerdist Podcasting Network and has been rated the number one podcast by the Podcasters Association of America every year since its debut. Ladies and gentlemen, a true original, Todd Glass. If you find yourself saying comedy is a cutthroat business, you know, or stand-up, because it starts early, even the open mic night scene, there's people like, yeah, it's whatever city they live in, they'll be like, yeah, it's a little bit of a, you know, it's a little bit, you know, backstabbing, you know what I mean, that type of stuff. It, it, backstabbing is a strong word, but you get what I mean. You know, when someone thinks, yeah, it's not, not very supportive in this scene. I'm not saying there aren't a few isolated situations where a positive person can be immersed into a negative situation, and that's not you. That's not what I'm talking about. When you overall think the scene is a negative scene, you, you go inward because it's you. Because there is both in every city. I think comedy overwhelmingly is an unbelievably supportive. I think comedians by nature want to help when they see someone that's funny. At least all my friends, I, I think their instincts are to go, God, this guy, this girl's funny. I want to, I want to do something. I want to help them. I want to make, so I think it's very supportive, but you got to throw out that type of love. So if anybody that's sitting, listening to this, that's a newer comedian that goes, I actually do think the scene here is a, a little negative, but I never really thought it was me. You're going to move to Chicago and find a negative scene. You're going to move to L.A. to find a negative scene. If you're not a good set type of a guy, do you, are you the type of person, guy or girl, that sticks around when you saw a new funny comedian? Sticks around just to wait six minutes just so when they get off stage you can go, hey, I'm heading off to the, the, the improv, but good set. That was really fun. I love that joke you did about, you know, whatever, to get it back. So if you, if you think it's not a loving scene, go inward because every city, I think, has both. It's just who you hang out with. And uh, when you hang out with the supportive ones, you know, and again, I said it before, nothing wrong with jealousy. Turn it into motivation. Turn it into motivation. And, uh, and, and the stupidest piece of advice I can give, when you go up on stage, write your notes in a big black Sharpie so you can put them down on the stool and you can read them from the stool. Because that way, when you're in the midst of one joke, because what happens a lot when you're new, even when you're getting a big laugh, but then you think, oh my God, I don't know my next joke. And then you got to pick the piece of paper up. Just write big black letters on a piece of paper. Take up the whole piece of paper, put it down on that stool, big black Sharpie, and you do it. That's 
I, the reason I like that advice, even though it's really tough, that's all you got, that's tangible. That's something somebody will try it and they'll be like, you know what, he was fucking right. It was a lot easier to do my set when I didn't have to pick the piece of paper up after every joke. So, and, uh, oh, and get over a bad set. Because in the beginning, if I had a bad set, I would go home. I would just go home. I, would, I didn't want to hang out with other comedians. But once you do go out, even after a bad set, you end up forgetting about it. And you end up doing another important thing in comedy, hanging out with comedians. Now, mainly you do it just because it's fun. But it also works. It's business, too. It's, the, it's great business. It's the type of business. If you can just go out and have fun with comedians and prove you're easy to be around, prove you're, you're a laugher, you're also a listener, that's the type of things that other comedians, when they're doing a sketch or something, they'll be like, oh, you know who you should use, even if they never saw your comedy. And that happens hanging out. So when you have a bad set, try to get over it. Because once you do and you're out at a bar and you're hanging out with everybody, you'll get over it. And you won't miss the best part of that night, which was hanging out with comedians. Hey, everybody. Let me remind you one more time about my new blueprint for success. It's a project that I've spent months and months working on just to help you jumpstart your comedy career and beat the competition. Whether you want to do stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, radio, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or agent, Blueprint for Success will give you all the tools you need to take your career to the highest levels. With exclusive interviews, my top 50 commercial-free episodes from Industry Standard, one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, and unprecedented access into my knowledge and experience from over 40 years in this crazy business. I guarantee you that with Blueprint for Success, you'll become the creator you've always dreamed of becoming. No one's asking me to do this. I want to do it because I want to help you become truly undeniable. So just go to barrycats.com, click on Blueprint for Success, and start your incredible journey today. I truly can't wait to work with you to help you change the trajectory of your comedy career forever. My next guest is a television and film actor who won multiple awards and has starred in a number of critically acclaimed and diverse films such as Say Anything, Bob Roberts, Heat, Kiss the Girls, Cars, Mr. Selfridge, The Goods, an Edge of Tomorrow with Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise. In addition to a tremendous film career, he's been blessed with working with some of the greatest television actors of our generation, including Ellen DeGeneres on her show Ellen and the late Gary Shandling on The Larry Sanders Show. But he landed his most famous part when he was cast as Agent Ari Gold on the hit HBO series Entourage. His performances over the life of the series as the fast-talking Hollywood agent garnered him an unprecedented Emmy Award for three consecutive years in a row. Please welcome Jeremy Piven. I think one of the reasons why I have been a prolific actor is at very key moments I, I did know that it's about it's about surrounding yourself with people that can raise your game that you can learn from. I can't tell you how many movies I did. I did like, Oh my God, I just, okay, well, this is a step backwards technically, but I get to be on a set with Dustin Hoffman. Okay. Well, I want to learn a lot, you know, 
Well, I get to be around Morgan Freeman. I get to be around De Niro. Okay, just get me there. I just want to be on that set. Um, take every everything you can. Do that student film. Um, don't think that you're above anything. You're going to learn from everything you do. Um, and you're only going to grow and get better from it. Um, and ask questions all the time. I mean, that's what I'm doing with stand-up right now. I'm just, you know, people have been so gracious with me. I'm just so curious. And, you know, um, you never really regret that. So just, um, you know, know that, like, not don't get ahead of yourself. Um, fear and desperation will just bring you down. And I think when I made a breakthrough, I remember when I made a breakthrough from auditioning and not getting them. And I, I remember hearing a little bit about this on one of your podcasts, but so it's been, it's been hard you to listen to my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, uh, so I, and, and I, 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 I'm going to repeat some information, but oh, it's okay. I just feel like if, if you can, if one can get out of their own way and be totally present in an audition and just do what you set out to do and have the mindset of, I'm going to do the best I can right now, be totally present and, and give the best version of everything that I've worked on. If they get it, fantastic. If they don't, I'm on to the next. It's cool. And once you just embody that energy, you're going to be unstoppable. My next guest is one of the most beloved and easily recognizable comedians in the country. He regularly headlines the best venues as well as extraordinary festivals like Bonnaroo, Jager's Corn Tour, Rockstar Energy Drinks Mayhem Fest, Gathering of the Juggaloos, and Funnier Dies Oddball Festival, as well as the Montreal Just for Last Festival, which he has done four times. Recently, he's had an hour special on Comedy Central and a half-hour special on Netflix. But you might know him as a guy who's hosted two seasons of the critically acclaimed show, What's Your Fucking Deal? Ladies and gentlemen, Big J. Okerson. Don't lose your sense of humor about it. And then something that was told to me a lot and I didn't always stick to it. And, and I wish I would have more because now that I feel like, you know, I feel like... It, it, if you're a fan of stand-up comedy, like you've heard my name or something before, I feel like I'm in, like I'm officially a, a stand-up, professional stand-up comic. And that is because no one can make you stop doing it. Like you can keep doing it always. And when I wasn't on the road or getting industry uh, love at all, I was able to keep working on the local level in New York and just get better and keep doing it. But But love it and enjoy that because you know, now with traveling as much as I do, you know, now I have a bed that I love and I can't be in it a lot, you know, like all these moments, Keith used to tell me that he goes, remember these drives up and back forth. And when you don't want to do it because you're just sick of sitting in traffic on the Jersey turnpike, remember yesterday when we saw that accident and we made fun of that guy at the restaurant or we, you know, it's like, and you do, and you wouldn't go, you feel like you'd miss out. And in the moment where it just feels like it's miserable, why can't I get on stage? Why am I just hanging out? Why it's, uh, Hang in there because um, what I said before, one of my proudest moments attached to that was I got a call. I didn't know why, but my managers came to Legion of Skanks one night, which was rare. They don't come. It's out in Long Island City. We do it in front of an audience, and they were there, and we got a We don't even take calls on our podcast. I didn't even know if we could. I think they plugged someone's cell phone in, and it goes, Jay, it's your agent. 
And we, so we have a YouTube video of this. I'm sitting there, and he goes, how about if I told you 17 years, like, breaking your ass and trying so hard? It's gonna, it gets me, like, almost emotional now. Like, it's going to pay off. You just got your hour special at Comedy Central. And I, that's, like, all on, like, YouTube. And that was a moment where I was like, wow. But, yeah, it took me back. And, yeah, don't be – don't let, you know, discouraging things discourage you because those those stories kept me going a long time through my career, too, was the – the famous ones I know you probably heard a zillion times too desperate housewives sat on a shelf for five years you know it doesn't matter one it just takes one person to kind of figure it out and start a thing you know and and to even start like a movement going in your way Louis J. Gomez a person you should look up if you get a chance about someone just self doing it is such an impressive thing whether or not you like the product is is kind of null and void. Like this is a guy who goes, well, J- just for last festival doesn't bring me here, so we're we're doing a festival, you know. And it, and it's a mate, you know. No one's gonna produce, you know, me and Dave's specials. I'm gonna produce me, and it gets and it gets traction, and it's really it's a it's a pretty impressive thing. So there's a, a thousand different avenues too to take in this. So if if you believe you have something, and 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 someone who matters to you is telling you that you have something then you know just just don't stop doing it hang in there because i've wanted to quit 11 times my last guest i can't think of a better way to end this show with one of the most prolific executive producers and creators of our or anybody's lifetime he began his career writing animation scripts for dic and marvel productions as well as writing and producing the themes and scores for several animated series including teenage mutant ninja turtles After moving to live action on the iconic show Roseanne, he went on to create such hits as Sybil, Dharma, and Greg, and Grace Under Fire. He also co-created and served as executive producer on the hit sitcom Mike and Molly and co-created and executive produced a long-running comedy, Two and a Half Men. Additional blockbusters he's done are The Big Bang Theory, the critically acclaimed comedy Mom, and the acclaimed hit comedy Young Sheldon, all for CBS. He also co-created and executive produced the comedy for Netflix Disjointed, starring Academy Award and Emmy winner Kathy Bates, and also created the show The Kaminsky Method on Netflix, which stars Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome one of the most incredible television creators, of my lifetime, Chuck Lorre. It's hard. I'm not saying anything that's novel or new or any, it isn't well-known. It's a brutally difficult business to break into and to make a living at and to, and to turn that living into, you know, a career and, 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 and possibly, you know, great success financially and otherwise. All I could say as, I, as I've learned to respect the craft. And actually, that's a good part of what the Kaminsky method is about. Is kind of a love letter to acting as 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 a you know a, a form of art that is using your entire being. You know, an, an actor is using themselves. They're not using a brush. They're not using an instrument. They're they're not using uh, the typewriter. They're using themselves as as the instrument, and that's that's an incredibly brave thing to do. It's it's crazy brave. It's it's right up there with stand-ups who are using their intellect and their observations. That's their tool. That's the instrument they're playing. And to do it well, it's a glorious thing to behold. For people that are going in, just going into it, 
take the failures as, as learning opportunities and keep going. And somebody says you can't do it, tell them to go fuck themselves. Maybe not out loud, but internally. <laughs> okay, I'm going to scroll through the list of people who sent me a message, and one of these people will be a lucky winner. And they'll get to attend a podcast live with one of my guests, meet them, shake their hand, ask them a few questions, or else if they're out of town, out of state, or out of the country, we'll Skype them in or FaceTime them or anything like that so they can be there. Why not? So let me look here randomly and pick somebody. All right, landing on Ham Slaps, February 6, 2018. The heading reads, Great Podcast, five stars, and the comment reads... Amazing stories, great nuggets about the entertainment industry. All right, short but sweet but nice. Thank you, Ham Slaps. You are a winner. And that wraps up part two of our podcast. I just wanted to thank my incredible partners, starting with AquaTrue, the revolutionary miniature countertop water purification system that works straight out of the box. Plug it in, fill it with tap water, and immediately turn your faucet into your favorite bottled water for pennies. You can get $100 off when you go to industrystandardwater.com and just type in the promo code BEAR and start enjoying the best water you've ever had and never buy another bottle of water again. And I Killed JFK, the groundbreaking film about the only living person who admitted to killing Kennedy. Go to IKillJFK.com, buy the film and the rare interviews with five of the last living experts, and I guarantee it'll change your mind about what happened that day. And the Air Doctor, the innovative portable air purification system which will change your overall quality of life and instantly removes dust, pet hair, mold, pollen, flu viruses, and other contaminants circulating in your home. Normally $600, and if you don't believe me, check Amazon right now. But for a limited time, I can offer you 50% off. That's a $300 savings. Just go to airdoctorpro.com, type in the promo code Barry, and start breathing the cleanest and healthiest air in the world. And here's a preview of the next very special episode. Greg Garcia. Every experience with the network and studio, to me, is an audition for your next opportunity with them. Because this is a business where everything is almost impossible to get something on the air. Lightning has to strike. you got to be so lucky. You need to write the right show, get the right cast for the right network. they got to put it in the right time slot at the right time of year. You know, everything has to align for it to happen. So mostly, you fail. Positivity is a huge, huge asset if you can have it. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. As always, this has been Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. And if you like the show, tell all your friends. And if you don't like the show, tell all your friends. You get all the money. Drop that. Fancy call. All the people love you. Cause you're going for life is for the dreamers. They have all to gain. It's never quite over. So it all feels the same. 
Thank you for listening to Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of new episodes or how to reach Barry through Twitter, Facebook, or email, go to BarryKatz.com. Before you leave, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast, leave a comment, and rate it, even if you think it blows. Thank you for your support, and have a great day.